bathing. Man must have been beaten bad. He's having to stay over. Verse 36, which now these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. It is a no-brainer. It is a gimme. Notice what he said. He said, he that showed mercy unto him, then saw, said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise if you want to have anything to do with me, if you want real religion. It's going to be taking the beaten, the down and out, the naked and the bruised. Not those that can do something for you, but those that need something, done something for them. Our Father, we bow in your presence this morning and ask you to, to drive home these three, three absolutes, these three truths in our heart that's going to determine whether or not we're real in our commitment to God. Holy Spirit, help our church, help our people, help me, help us together. Not to be trying to make an impression, but an impact. Help us, Lord, not to try to get somebody to pat us on the back and feather our cap or our nest. But, oh, God, let us extend ourselves where it's inconvenient and do right. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat unless you have been coming or you have been a part of the recovery ministry in, in attendance or whatever. Starting over here, we'll just look around. Look at the people who have come and look at the people who have been. And I'm sure every one of them could give a good testimony. Thank you. God bless you. Continue standing for it. Continue praying for it. And God will bless you. Now I want to give you three truths here this morning that lets every one of us know that we have what it takes to be real and our commitment to what we say has changed us. There are people all over this auditorium this morning that say, I have been changed. If I ask you if you're saved, you'll raise your hand and nobody could talk you out of it. You know him and I believe that. I'm not here this morning to throw rocks in glass houses from the pulpit and the platform all the way to the, to the uh, first time attender. This is your first time here. We all have issues, but we can't just say that and let the statement keep us there. There are things we can do, things we can accomplish, and things we can recognize that can change us. Now there are three truths. I want you to see them in this story about being real to people who need what we are. We're not here to protect this carpet. We can buy other carpets. We're not here to make sure the walls don't get scratched up and our icon and our image and our statue and our what? Our, our uh, idol, there's a good word, our idol is intact. We don't worship a building, we don't worship a group, we worship in a building and we worship a God who is real and who is a Savior 
of the world. Somebody give him glory right there before we ever get started. But it's real easy when somebody walks in here that don't appeal to you to start saying, our church don't need that. Hmm. Anything this place don't need, God will cull it. It don't need a deacon doing it. It don't need a woman doing it. It don't need a couple doing it. It don't need a staff member doing it. And it sure don't need the preacher playing God. He said, upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So everybody with an opinion of what you think it's going to take to keep this place like you like it, it ain't yours. It belongs to God. It ain't mine. And I'm so glad it isn't because I don't have to worry about it. I have a shepherd. I'm just an understudy. I have the great shepherd to take care of what I can't do and what I am commanded to do. He gives me power to do it in the Holy Ghost and it's still him getting it done. You better thank God you got a preacher that will say that because most of them won't. (laughs) I, I want you to look quickly at these three truths. What in the world do we have to see to see people help? Number one... There's got to be a personal availability. A personal availability. Look at verses 30 to 33. Two of religion's best. I mean a Levite and a priest went over and at least had the gumption to see how bad he was and they looked and seen that this man was so bleeding and battered and bruised when they looked on him They said, good night alive. I hope somebody comes along and helps him. And they move away from him simultaneously. And in one accord, they excuse themselves from the uncomfortable. They excuse themselves from that which might tarnish their reputation. They decided one of their own could get someone else of their own to help them. There's got to be personal availability. If we are going to reach people in the dark, let me say something to you. We are people of the light. We are not reaching people of the light. People of the light have already been reached. We are reaching people in the dark. We have decided to go into pitch darkness. We have decided to go into black darkness. We have decided to go into the difficult darkness of darkness itself and decide to try to pluck some from the burning. Is anybody listening to the preacher this morning? The Bible teaches us that we are to go into Satan, good gracious, into Satan's domain and make ripples. We are to go into Satan's territory. We are not to sit around and play defense. We're not to sit around and, and, and try to keep it off of us. 
we are to move on the offense into the areas of darkness and preach the gospel and let the devil and everybody else know that Jesus is Lord. Somebody give him praise. You, uh, you start dealing with drug addicts. You start dealing with alcoholics. And by the way, they didn't all ride from the mission. Let me tell you how it goes. Those people. Not it. Everybody here raise your hand. Look at the trouble people. It's all of us. Those people. That crowd. Some of y'all have a higher opinion of yourself than Jesus does. And we need to lower that opinion down to the place to where we can look at broken people. And decide if they're in darkness, they're broken. And praise God, we're going to take some gospel super glue into the darkness and we're going to start putting it in the cracks and crevices and pushing it together and pray for a healing. Would somebody acknowledge that you can agree with some of that? There must be a personal availability. You would be surprised at the preachers that, that, that give you this. I mean, you talk to them about it and they say, you're going to do what? You can't do nothing for them people. Them people chose to be, and I'm talking your vernacular. Some of you right now, this is what you say to me. Those people will never help us build this church. Jesus said, I will build my church. He ain't called you to do squat. You have taken on a position that you don't fit in. That's what's wrong with these Baptist churches now. Men built them. And I'm not talking about an edifice. I'm talking about a body. Some preacher, somebody got mad several years ago and left here. And and then got mad because I didn't run them down. You didn't come and check on us. You didn't come to see us. I said, ma'am, I didn't come and beg you to come to start with. You was God's problem. No, I didn't ask you. Did I ask you to come to start with? She said, well, no. Then why is it my responsibility to keep you? Who brought you? Well, the Lord told us to come. Did he tell you to leave? No. Then, duh. You know what the biggest problem most of us face, all of us, me included, we want somebody to pack it off on. You are my problem. As long as you do that, you won't have a marriage. I am my own worst enemy. I am my own I shaved my biggest problem this morning. I promise you that. And I'm glad to know that God will let you in on that and change you if you will become personally available to people. You can't walk off from people when they need you. You can't say, I'm not going to give in the offering because I don't like the way they're spending it. You can't say, I'm not going to contribute because they're just not my kind. We need to help people who aren't our kind. 
We need to get into the darkness. We need to get into the dark crevices of the world. And we need to let a drug addict know he fell among thieves. He didn't jump among thieves. He fell into his problem. He didn't, he didn't try to do it uh, with preliminaries. He didn't sit down and map it out. He didn't sit down and deliberately become a sinner of that magnitude. It just, how many of you believe this? It just happens. And it happens to people in your family. But shh, we don't want nobody to know we can, to know drug addict. To the point won't even come to church with him. Won't bring him to the house of God because you're afraid of what he'll say to somebody. But in hell, when he lifts up his eyes, it won't matter how he talks then, will it? When the flames are lapping up around his feet, I don't guess it'll matter then who is kin to it. When the demons of hell are jeering while he falls with Jezebel and Ahab in darkness, I guess maybe then you can tell God I was kin to him while he falls into hell. While he has breath and while he's shooting heroin, and while he's snorting cocaine, you better go ahead and agree to affiliation with him. You might as well go ahead and say, I am available to help. I'm not a marquee for perfection. I'm not somebody that you can stand here and model your life after. I'm just somebody going in the dark, trying to get people to the light. Somebody holler yes. Let me ask you a question. You won't tithe for nothing else. Will you tithe for this? Will you take your gift? There's plenty of us in here this morning who give nothing to this but enjoy all of it. Will you not commit to something and become personally available to God? And you who do, thank God for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad for you. And you won't get mad at that statement if you're giving. But I will know who I'm talking to if you say much. Because you don't want it ain't. Will you become personally available for the ministry of darkness? How do you think every night a mother lays down and sleeps who did not raise her children on dope, but they got out and got into a society dark? How do you think she likes to lay down at night wondering not what he's doing, where is he? Reagan's over here. Reagan's seen enough of this. And it's easy to become calloused on a police department, Reagan. Don't let your heart get cold and calloused because you have a nightstick and a gun. Remember, you're a Christian. In that car with a siren on. You have a greater opportunity to help people, really, really help people. They won't let you do much, but there's something you can do. And there's more help in that badge you wear and those clothes you put on than that Bible and this pulpit that I preach in. You're in the dark. You're traveling in the dark. You're a creature of night. You have chosen a profession that is one that, that, that articulates in the dark and functions in the blackness of sin and heartache. You went to college. Don't tell me that you gave it up and you can't use it because it's a lie. Amen. Just because you don't have an ordination paper, you still have a purpose. Amen. 
a man's been calling me for how long, Steve, a year? He's been cussing. I think of Mark 5, that man cutting himself in the tombs. MF, SOB. I'm not talking about slang. I'm talking about cursing, blasphemy, taking God's name in vain. Why don't you have him locked up? I went through all the preliminaries. I went through all the protection that I needed. But I kept the tapes. And when I really need a nurtured heart, and when I really need my vision touched, and when I really am about to forget how dark it is, I'll listen to a couple of them that it's not so bad, but they're still atrocious. And I remind myself, that man's living in that. He don't have issues with me. I'm just a phone number that when he was smashed out on cocaine, all of them, three, four, five o'clock in the morning. You know why? Because you can't sleep when you're up. But I don't have to tell you that, do I? You can't function like you don't even know. If I played him back to him, he would deny it. When you go into the dark, after the attendance of the dark, you'll get the railings of the dark. But you cannot decide that you're going to pull back. This church must move forward. This church must go to the next plateau. This church must reach into the areas of vulgarity and foolishness and darkness and pull from the burning those that are sick of the fire and tell them Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Somebody give Him glory. Will you pray? Will you come away from your comfort zone for a little while and pray? Fortune tellers. We got more real fortune tellers than we got real preachers in this city. People who are mediums going and getting their fortunes read. And I don't have to tell you about that either, do I? A dark side from hell. You permeate that, it'll take personal availability. You can't look around and say, I sure hope somebody, (laughs) hope somebody does it. Oh God, and when you pray, oh God, send somebody. I have found out usually when God reveals to you to pray about something, it'll be you he will touch to get involved in it. He didn't tell you to pray about it so everybody else but you could sit back and keep your wingtip philosophy. Number two, not only is there personal availability, 
But there is a potent attack. Amen. A potent attack. 1 Corinthians 16 and 9, For a great door and effectual is open unto us, unto me, Paul said. And there are many adversaries. I can't even stand here and begin to tell you how hell has set the bullseye and has set the mark and has set the crosshairs on this ministry because an effectual door has been opened to reach into the domain of Satan and, and have a wholesale clearance house house dealing in the situation. If we'll do it for the glory of God, I promise you God's going to give us fruit from it. But I, I'll guarantee you this, He will not open the door, welcome you in, and tell you, have your way. He'll fight it to the nth degree. He's already started. He's fought my wife tooth and nail. He's fought me tooth and nail. Innuendo and imagination. I mean, he's come against the whole shooting match. But I have a promise. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I am not scared of what's going on. I'm not afraid of what's going on becomes come what may I'm sticking by the stuff staying by the true blue I'm going to hang in that Bible I'm going to keep on preaching I'm going to keep on shouting I'm going to keep on praying now will we praise the Lord there's going to be a potent attack. It won't be a hangnail. It's going to be surgery. It's not going to be an abrased elbow fell off your trike. It's going to be boxing, 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 and boxing. It's going to be a fight to the finish. But there will be standing at the portals of glory in the great presence of our God, drug addicts, down and outers, drunks, whoremongers, people of church, people of the world, and people of all over that God touches and brings out because somebody wasn't afraid to fight. Can you help me give God glory? <laughs> this ain't for everybody, but everybody's going to hear where the rest of us is going. I know, I'm not standing here thinking, everybody's going to jump on board. I do believe the heartbeat of this church believes this. I do believe this is something you will agree with. I do believe you know it's right. And as long as you know those things, we're going to go on with it. Whether or not you get involved is your, is your personal opinion. Whether or not you get on board, that's something you can do or not do. But I, have, I don't have a choice. I don't have an opinion. I don't have an option. All I can do is straight ahead, ladies and gentlemen, grab hold of the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost grab hold of you. And let's go into the darkness and let the light shine. Somebody praise God. Because it'll never be easy and anything it is ain't worth having. Let me ask you a question. You tired of the fight or are you in the fight? We've set up to go on television. Have you ever tried to do anything in your life that has fought us like this thing has? You know why? He's happy with some of that stuff they hear. 
because it is as dead as four o'clock and God ain't nowhere around. And I'm going to tell you something. What goes on in these four walls or the, in the confines of this auditorium every week ought to leak. It ought to leak. The doors ought to open and it ought to get outside because it's, a, it's one of the best kept secrets in this city. I promise you, you will not be able to put people in here. I promise you, if the word ever gets out and the picture ever gets out and the truth ever gets out and darkness finds out that light is that close, they will run to it like rats scurrying out of fire. I believe that with all my heart. And the devil knows it because he's doing everything he can to stop it. You say, all you're trying to do is build a crowd. You need to look around. If I was after a crowd, I'd be sitting up there like Santa Claus, fat and sassy, doing very little of nothing. And by the way, let me say this. At 61 years old, I could kick back and do nothing. And you wouldn't care. You'd say, 33 years? At the post office, you get a pension. In the service, it's 11 years late. You can get out in 20 and draw $1,500, $1,600 a month. So don't give me that opinion. <laughs> that it's just something I got a qualm with. I'm going to say something. I don't believe the call to preach can avoid this. I don't believe the anointing from God can shun this. It's getting darker and darker. And darker, stand up, son, right there. First name, I'm sorry. Brandon, forgive me. This boy's life was shot to hell. This boy was done. This boy was drugged out. This boy's life was as empty and rattling like last year's corn shucks. Going nowhere fast. He found out through a series of events about what was going on here. He came one time and God touched him. And God put his family, his mother, his daddy, his brothers, his sisters back together. God touched this boy's life. God helped him. God encouraged him. And God touched him. Thank you, son. He ended up at the mission. Ended up at the bottom of the heap. And that's where most people look up. He looked up and God touched him. And I was, I've, I've talked with him as often as I can in passing with these, this, these boys. And he was talking to me the other day. He said, preacher, it's all up to God. He said, I don't have what it takes to stay. And I don't have what it takes to fight the cravings and the urgings. He said, I'm being attacked in the power of darkness and from darkness. He said, but I'm trying to do the best I can. Let God have his way. And he's in the Bible college. He's in my preaching class. Let me ask you this. He's in my preaching class. Come here. Come here. I teach homiletics on Thursday night from 6 to 7. This boy couldn't spell suit. May, may still can't. 
but I'm teaching him to preach. He craves to learn it. By association, who does the devil hate? By association. Have you ever thought about this? Why didn't they stab John the Baptist? Kill him. Why didn't they... uh, why didn't they hang him? They'd have killed him. Why did Philip's wife and that Jezebel daughter of hers say, I want his head? Because if you cut his throat, you shut his mouth. And it was his tongue. They didn't want to silence his legs. They were sick of his mouth. He prophesied against that woman and her adulterous lifestyle. And she must have looked at him and said, I'll have your head. And they cut him. I'm told by Josephus' book on Jewish history, who li- a man who lived in that time. They cut him where they could get to his tongue and pulled it out. It was his voice they wanted to silence. And trying to teach this boy to have a voice whose voice is hated the most. Hate on, Sir Satan. Hate on. Because until it stops, until the tongue is tied in a knot or until they cut it and pull it out backwards, or until I lose my mind and cannot preach, or until my mind will not function because Alzheimer's gets it, or until I lose my mind and cannot do what I'm doing now, I have decided to draw me a line in the sand and say hell will freeze over before I cross over. I will not quit. I will not stop. I will die in the battle, in the fight. Somebody say amen. Right there. I need to preach like this. I need to hear myself tell me. Y'all just happen to be here. I need to fortify myself because the best and the worst is yet to come. Don't you think hell's going to church this morning? They hear that. That will be challenged. That will be challenged. I promise you, if he wears sleeves, they roll up. And he's coming after us. If you want a place that's easy, go to Curtis. If you want a place that's laid back, jump into any one of them two igloos downtown. They wouldn't know darkness if they seen it because most of them And don't write me no letter and tell me how unethical I am to say what I want to say. Because if you can prove prove that false, I'll come back tonight and apologize to you. But you know down deep in your heart it is a form of godliness that's denying the power thereof. And I don't want to be like that. And I don't want you like that. Jump in. Or decide to jump out.
And I don't mean to be unkind. I love the brethren, but you got to be brethren. And brothers don't talk about brothers as lost when they're trying to charge the darkness. When you send a black man for me to baptize him and tell me your baptistry don't coincide with his culture. You t- if you think that's right, you ain't. And I've been doing it for years. Dropped off out front in all these buildings. Because our tradition won't allow us. Well, mine will. Send them. I told them, send them all. But I won't like I won't like it. I won't like it a little. And I ain't gonna praise you. But I'll baptize you people. And thank God everyone they sent out here stayed. That's what they wanted to happen. And I'll take about two thousand more about any time they want to send. Maybe we ought to just put Riffraff Baptist Church. Now listen to me. This don't sit well with some of your older tradition. But I want to tell you something. You need to hear this. You need to get out of that mess. You need to get yourself out of that. Because I have the same mindset most of you do about prejudice. I have the same mindset most of you do about the way some people act. But I want to tell you we all need to come clean with God. And arrest ourselves and allow ourselves to get real and not traditional. Somebody give God praise. Let's stop the letter. I'm going to get one. Let's stop it right now. Let me, let me ask you a question. How many of you believe God's in this? Amen. Now, if you don't raise your hand, who is? Who is in it? You think, you think the devil built this place? You, you, you need to see me after church and there's a clinic open on Sunday. We'll get you some help. I promise you, we'll get you some therapeutic help. Now, God's in this. Would you agree with that? Somebody told me on the phone yesterday, one of our ladies, she said yesterday, and I, and I quote, she said, you cannot go out there and deny, no matter what you say or what you do or who you are or what happens to you as a person, you can't go out there and deny God's not out there. All right? Now, let me ask you this. Do you think this is going on everywhere? Why? Because the traditions of men's running it. The traditions of men. Let's don't go there. Here's, a, here's a, How about that potent attack? <clears throat> Are you going to stand with me if he attacks me? I promise you. I don't swear. And I ain't going to here. But if there's a, a first cousin word to it. I promise you. I'm with you. I promise you if your family goes through hell, I'll suit up in an asbestos suit and walk through with you. Riff raff and all. All of you from the mission, you got a friend. You may not be my color, but praise God, you're my kind. And teenager, I want you to know, 
If you've got a drug problem, I'll, I, you can drag me through it with you. I promise you I'll be there. And couples, we're going to stand true blue. I don't care what the devil does intellectually to people. I don't care how many lies he's selling and people are buying. We're going to stay toe-to-toe with the power of God and keep walking in the truth of God and stay biblical in the whole thing and give God glory and praise. Amen. There's some of you under severe attack. Severe attack. Stay put. Severe attack. Stay with it. Severe attack. It's not your wife and it's not your husband. It's not your family member. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're wrestling against principalities and power. Stay put. The devil is a liar and can't tell the truth. Stick with it, teenager. Stay close, single person. God loves you. Keep singing, choir member. Stay with me, staff. God is on the throne. Somebody praise the Lord. The third one. God is their third one. Read the third one. I can't preach. There's a pleasing activity, and there he is. There's a pleasing activity. That old boy that won me to God, I wish you could have got around him. The boy that was preaching the night I got saved. He and I became close friends. His wife killed herself. Rolled up in a quilt in Pulaski, Georgia, right outside of Meadow. Got inside of a closet, rolled up in a quilt, and blowed her brains out with a pistol. Never did know why. Never did. That boy, until he died in Miami, Florida, pastoring a church, he would call me. I said, Mike, what's going on? He said, I just wanted to hear the voice of somebody that stuck. He said, I just wanted to know that all of it's worth it. You're still, you still serving God, aren't you? I said, wide open. He said, probably ain't easy, is it? No, never has been. I said, how are you doing? I'm sick, in depression, in difficulty. You can't have somebody blow their brains out in the hallway and get over it. I don't care how sorry or good it might have been. You can't walk off from that and normal yourself. He said, I don't have anything to say. I just want to call you and tell you. So it's good to know something I done worked. I've thought about that a thousand times since he'd been dead for years. I've thought about it a thousand times when I thought about sitting down and resting or sitting down and I don't sit down and want to quit. Quitting ain't crossed my mind. <laughs> I've got tired enough to want to rest. But you can't do that long. Because there's plenty of pleasing activity. How about this family? I would have never knew they had problems. But I don't go around looking for trouble. I don't try to find out if somebody's got a high fever and 
a broke leg. I enjoy the goodness of people, enjoy what they tell me, enjoy what they're doing. I didn't know, but I promise you this. It goes without saying. The things y'all have gotten straightened out is a pleasing activity to that whole program. And the testimony you gave was great. And I appreciate God's goodness in your home. And that's wonderful. Pray for all the rest of us. Because I promise you, it'll strengthen you if you strengthen us. Give the Lord praise for the Word of God. Let's stand. If you've got somebody in darkness, I want you to come to pray for them. Play something, Steve. If you've got somebody dying and going to hell, I want you to slip out of your comfort zone and pray for them. If you'll come and pray for this restoration ministry as we go into the dark, we're going to have to suit up right. We're going to have to suit up real. Because we're fixing to take people out of the dark, away from their daddy, away from Satan, away from their father. Come on, find your place in this altar. Don't leave. Find your place in this altar and pray. Ask God to touch you. Ask God to, to be with you. Ask God to nurture you up here. Teenager, come and pray that God will keep you away from difficulty and away from disillusionment and disappointment. Come on. Come on. Steve, grab a microphone and pray. Lord Jesus, this morning we bow our hearts before you, Lord. And we know, Father, that we're facing the onslaught of Satan. But God, greater indeed, as the pastor's already said, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So, God, we turn our hearts to you right now one more time as we have so many times. And we ask you again, walk through this with us. Lord, put your hand on us as we walk through this. God, the darkness can get so black. But, Lord, the darker that that darkness gets, the brighter your light seems to be. So, Lord Jesus, we hold to that light. We move toward your light, and we try to stand and bask in your presence. And, Lord, when we are beat down, feeling too numb uh, to even feel your presence, we'll just by faith follow you best we can. Because you've always, every time you've bailed us out, and we're counting on it again in Jesus' name. Our Father, I pray for every church in this area. I pray for Curtis Baptist. I pray for North Augusta First Baptist. I pray for Grace Methodist. I pray for National Hills. I pray for Abilene. I pray for these who are televising First Baptist in Augusta. I pray for every one of them to have an old-fashioned Holy Ghost revival in them. I mean where people are not afraid to touch dirty people. People are not afraid of drunk people. People are not afraid of drug addict people. People will reach out and not in the name of religion try to transform somebody to become a church member, but transform them to try to become a Christian. Saved by grace. I pray for them. I pray for us. I pray we'll stand true blue. I pray God you'll help us and you'll encourage this bunch to walk into the dark and shine the light. Because the darker the night, 
the brighter the light. And it's dark, Jesus. But I beg you to make me a torch. And if I'm snuffed out in the middle of duty, so be it. If in the middle of it all, it all goes south, I will have at least died trying. God, get glory and praise out of the rest of my days by pulling people out of the darkness, plucking people from the burning, dragging folks out of their dilemma. Oh, God. Thank you for the people here that serve down at the mission. People who care about other people who cook and serve and clean and help. Certainly, it don't go without saying, we appreciate it. We don't want to neglect to say, thank you, Lord, for people who are doing what we've said. The Lord just to come and sit and sour and soak and seethe and do nothing is not God's purpose for our life. Lead us, O Holy Ghost. I beg and I pray. In Jesus' name. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I wonder who this morning would say, Preacher, I'm lost and I know it. I need to be saved as sure as I'm, I'm standing here. Would you tell me how to be? Yes, the hour is late. I must hurry on. Listen closely. If you're here and you do not know that Jesus Christ lives in your heart, all you have to do is ask Him. All you have to do is repent. All you have to do is trust Him. Would you do it? How do you do that, preacher? How do I do it? Let me help.